Hello and welcome to another episode of Point Forward Podcast. It has been a hot minute. I've uh, been out of the country. Last week was Thanksgiving. Our apologies, but we're here to, uh, to talk some NBA, recap the last couple of weeks. Well, not everything, but um, excited to, to talk some NBA again, man. It's been too long. What's up, Peach? What up? Yeah, Jay-Z is back on Spotify, so we had to do another pod because Jay-Z can't be putting out, adding streams of content and us not doing pods. So I The war is over. Is there any information around why he did that or yeah. prompted it? Yeah. He was taking too many public slackings for the NFL thing. The Kaepernick workout fell through, so he's like, fuck it. These people, these, this public hates me. Uh, I need I need some good press. Spotify, take my discography back. You can have it. And is that a theory of yours, or is that yeah. confirmed? Yeah, it's theory. Right. I think he's just looking for a win. He's like, no one's gonna subscribe to title. Looking, uh, he's definitely get some streaming numbers. Trying to get a little reverse on his image. Or he's just trying to make some cash, or some combination. Probably both. I, well, you know he's got no. There's, there was clearly a, a financial incentive to do this, but I also think he's like, "Fuck it, I need a win." It's been yeah. a tough couple months. Nope he uh, he could use a win, and shockingly, the Kaepernick thing just really didn't pan out very well. Can't yeah, when he when he pled for yeah them to do a fake. <laughs> A publicity son of a workout for him, yeah. People saw right through it. It was crazy. Yeah, shocking. The real overwhelming part for me is that I've had to coexist on a, like, basically live in a universe where I had all these playlists, all this stuff, without Jay-Z involved in any of them, and then live in, like, a separate thing where I just had, like, Jay-Z albums on my iPhone, and, like, if I'd want to listen to Jay-Z, it'd essentially be, like... I just listened to Jay Z albums like independently, so now I'm like I have to like rework all of this back into like together. It's gonna be also really trippy once I do it, because I'm just gonna have certain playlists I listen to and not expect a Jay Z song to ever come up. And when the first one does, it's gonna be jarring. Jarring in a good way. No yeah, I'll be like, wow, yeah, this is it's you know. Well, it's sort of like the Warriors, and it was like Warriors pre KD, and then like adding Jay Z's music, and it's like giving KD to the Warriors now. But in this analogy, I'm talking about my my Spotify playlist, and now I have no reason to ever leave Spotify. So that was the legitimate so one. For, so good for you, Spotify. Yeah, that was uh, the one legitimate concern I always had. Was like, why? It's really fucking annoying. I can't have Jay Z and all this stuff. Yes, I agree with that. Having watched the throne available is always a, a nice perk in there as well. But I don't know. I it's uh, it's nice to have Jay Z back on. Yeah, you left the country and Jay Z came back, and you came back, and now Jay Z's on Spotify. Feels good. Um, Lots to be thankful for. Lots to be thankful for. If there's one person that's thankful to be on a basketball team right now, it's probably Carmelo Anthony. So we should mm. first. Look at this coming See? out with professional transitions. Yeah, I know. I've been practicing. So 
Mellow, another thing, I leave and I come back and... Uh, Mellow's in the league! Uh, yeah, he's in the league and he's ha, didn't have a great debut, but <laughs> had won Western Conference Player of the Week last week. First uh, time he's won that since 2014. Blazers maybe starting to turn the corner a little bit. They had a tough loss last night to the Clippers. They're playing again tonight, but... Uh, They've also had an insane start to their schedule. I think they have what well, I, I believe their stretch was like they had played like over like a three quarter they've been like away or something. now now I'm saying this I feel like I'm saying it wrong, but I was watching the one of the couple Blazers games and then I can mention that of just that like they've had a their schedule has just been absolutely bonkers the first like for this first stretch as far as number of games and like back to, i think they ha- they've had the most back-to-backs of any team but well, i'm pretty sure they like played more road off, games than anything I rattle off some games here they open up against the nuggets at kings at mavs at spurs at thunder those aren't too bad home against the sixers warriors losing on the road against them that's not great Clippers, Nets, Hawks, Kings, Raptors. So here's where things get tricky. Raptors, Spurs, Rockets, Pelicans, Bucks. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> and now they've, uh, you know, the last couple, they've had some winnable games in there, and they're starting to play a little bit better. But Melo, honestly, has been a part of that. I mean, they're, they've been hurt by injuries a little bit. Dame was not – was uh, – Missed a few games. Obviously, Zach Collins not being able to play right now is hurting them because they're having to rely on um, a lot on Hassan Whiteside, which his effort on a night-to-night basis varies wildly. But uh, Mello, if he, he when he has really efficient games like he's had, where he's he's his shot selection is good and he's shooting. You know, last last week he shot like sixty seventy percent from the field. Yeah. It's just it's pretty amazing. Like I mean, if it's hard to outscore a team that has a guy like Melo that could put up twenty plus, and then you you're gonna get what you're gonna get from Dame and CJ on a night to night basis. But it's just cool to see him back in the league more than anything. It's like it's he should be it makes in the league sense. still. Yeah, he is good enough to be in the league right now. Clearly, yeah, it's it's really like what he find as that like secondary kind of role in this back end of his career. I mean. I really, I mean, I, I feel like he could do almost like the kind of more offensively, you know, forward heavy version of like what Jamal Crawford did, you know, back half of his career, though, where it's like, yeah, dude, Melo, just come off the, like, you know, be a bum slayer, man. There's no shame in that. You'll get your points and like, you can have a, an efficient ability and like, even if you're, you know, he starts, he's, you know, maybe first sub, whatever, but. I mean, I could see him closing out, you know, games depending on matchup wise. Though, like he doesn't make a ton of sense um, for them. But they're the way they're struggling and stuff. The early part, like they, they needed something, and like he's, I think he's definitely like just his presence. And I think you know everything I've seen from like Dame CJ, like they've fully embraced him, and like I think everyone sort of has a ton of respect for him in that locker room. Uh, 
so, I mean, good for the Blazers for doing it. And I think, you know, for Melo, I think it's it's probably, you know, everything I can tell, it seems like he's very just, yeah, happy to, uh, you know, be, be playing in the league again. Right. Although I will say when they played, so the against the Clippers game last night, like, they put, like, a little thing on there of, like, how many teams he's played for in the last uh, – He's been like, you know, X number of teams in the you know last however many months. And they put the Hawks and the Bulls in there. I was like, that's bogus. He didn't play for them. Yeah. That Just because he transactionally was moved from one place to that, he didn't suit up for them. No. Just because you're a part of someone's organization, you can't be saying stuff like that unless you've actually played a minute. Yeah. I was like, that's just, you're really inflating a, a, a narrative here. Um, oh, boy. The Bulls are going to cover. <laughs> Good. By one, they literally won by seven. Hey. Because of a Wendell Carter free throws. Holy cow. Let's go, Ultra. <laughs> For all the listeners out, I've been on quite a hot streak of betting. We're on so quite a bender here. Let that ride with the Bulls tonight. I just, I've, I'm just kind of throwing stuff at the betting dartboard. It's all sticking right now. We're on a real heater. So I also did bet the Warriors money line against the uh, uh, the Hornets tonight. That flopped. But Bucks Bucks minus nine that covered. So two for three on the night is not so bad, Ultra. It's not bad at all, my man. But uh, but betting is not why you tuned in. But. What's what's not? If you were betting, you might be very interested. And if you had placed a wager on the Spurs Rockets game last on a Tuesday evening, yeah, you might be so, wondering what the hell happened and what books are going to do about this. Um, because they didn't count a James Harden basket that he made. So didn't have a chance to watch this one live. Caught up on it this morning. But I was last night just checking scores, and I see that the I mean Houston was in control throughout mm-hmm. the third, fourth quarter until the very end. Somehow Spurs end up coming and tie it. But I believe it's in the third quarter when Harden. If you haven't seen it, gotta look it up. You know, gets an easy steal, breakaway, no one, no one around him. Left it was in the fourth. Left handed flush take but it just kind of hits the back rim a little bit and creates this angle that it gets caught in the hoop and then it flips up and then it looks like it's trying to like go back in the hoop which then makes it look like he missed the dunk and then it's rebounded by i think deshante murray and uh you know the spurs end up winning in double overtime uh i've never seen anything like that before uh houston's gonna be filing a grievance with the nba and trying to get them to either replay part of the game or trying to get them to rule that the rockets won and what the hell do you do if you're adam silver in that position i feel yeah i mean the stand the the rockets were up 102 89 in the fourth when the dunk happened they didn't count it the answer everything is just like i mean the thing i can't understand about it i guess is just like that 
there is the replay center and stuff like and i guess just in general sports like by introducing this replay stuff it's almost wild to me that there isn't just like i don't really have the expectation that every ref's gonna get every call right but like I feel like if there is a process where we can be sitting at home watching something, seeing it happen, process, be able to make a ruling, and it be the right call, like a room full of officials in NBA like league that's watching every game as every game on, should be able to see that and like do something in the moment to like stop to say even if it's not like. Instant. I don't need instant. Like, even in that game, like a minute goes by after. You know, there's the discussions happening with D'Antoni and Harden and the refs and everything. You know, in the game, like there's enough time in there that I, it just shouldn't have been something. I think that carries to the point where yeah, the Rockets have to file grievance the next day and like yeah, what do you do? Because A, it was a missed call, but B, you look at it and it's like, well, if you made the right call, you know, the Rockets win in regulation, I guess. Like, I mean, it's it's sort of tough to like do time travel with some of this and be like, well, if they made it, yeah, of course the Spurs wouldn't have you know been able to over- surmount that lead either an extra two points. But they were able to tie, you know, <laughs> overcome the rest, you know, in regulation. It was just that two points. There's no way the Spurs could have found two extra points in that closing fourth. Yeah, I mean, you certainly can't rule that Houston won. I think the only chance is that they would replay part of that game, and even then, I just don't, I just don't see it happening. I feel like this is done, but I do not, I do not blame Houston for being pissed. No, I mean, that's and. Uh, I wonder. Just yeah, very, like, very clear that the shot went in. Yeah, and like extra sports books don't know what to. Are kind of still mulling over what they do too. I feel like they should, in some ways, just because just of give it. It's like their money's just give give everyone their money back. Yeah, I think it just should be null and voided. <laughs> They've done that with like the um, Super Bowl bets. Yeah, they've. I mean, they've done that. That's been. There's been precedent with that, you know, before with with certain things. Yeah, it's it's not that irregular, but that's what they should do. Uh, we uh, we probably should. This has been a, a big topic of discussion as of late, but NBA ratings are also down. Which I don't know. I guess it hadn't really occurred to me. I assume that view like viewership would just continue to go up year by year. It's not. Um, both on national networks and in regional uh, networks, it's it's down across the board. Um, a lot of it being blamed on just huge injuries this year, which I, I do understand. Uh, KD being out, you have a guy like Zion who was who definitely would have got some eyeballs. Yeah, he hasn't played, and we should probably mention too that it was announced this week the sixty six to eight week window of him coming back. That's not happening. Definitely going to be more than eight. Don't really know anything outside of that, which is a total bummer. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's too bad, and it's a little concerning because it is kind of fun to see the salary cap go up every year for the NBA. I think it's going to, but um, maybe maybe the NBA needs to do something different. I'm curious to see if more, obviously, League Pass offers streaming, but – 
maybe they offer and partner and offer other games via the many streaming platforms that are available today. Uh, Curious to see if that I, happens. I well, the numbers and some of like what I like it isn't hard lined into even like you know shared league pass, pass you know anything. It's like yeah, like you meant. It's a lot of it's national games, which. You also, I mean, like it is tough, and there's really not anything that the league can do if you're putting Pelicans on. You have the Warrior, you know. There's some Warrior games in there too, like Steph. You know, every no one knows who any of the Warriors are right now. <laughs> like, I mean, to have like some of those built in just with like early injuries from those couple teams, like that's gonna hurt some. Um, I do always wonder with the schedule, maybe it's something to change, but like the option of flexing some of these games or just like, you know, it, it seems it like they're. It seem difficult to be able to do that, right? To flex? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, you're not changing the time of like, these games. It's like more or less, unlike especially a Thursday night game, there's usually. Four, you know, there's the two national games. There's usually one or two other games occurring on that on the Thursday nights. Um, I also think, really, like I guess two things, like, and it, I don't think anything's going to change till the next TV contracts up and like salary. You know, nothing's going to happen overnight, but it's all going to be predicated around that next schedule. But I mean, I. I've seen a lot of people suggest it, and I think it makes a lot of sense at this point for the NBA. Is like you should have designated nights a week that are just these are nights that NBA games are happening. Like you should do basically go like, and you could change it halfway through too, but it's it should be like either you do you know Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday are the four nights of the that you have NBA on, or you know, some combination of you pick four days, you know, early part, maybe you, you, you switch that up once football is off, but like there's plenty of TV time and nights out there for them to just take advantage of. And I think if you like almost cadence it in that way, where people know what nights NBAs are on, they don't have to watch, you know, there's nights where they don't have to necessarily feel like watching. It becomes more appointment television of like, Oh, there's this slate of games on. I think you you do, you know, whether or not you know you want to do everything like the NFL. Like, for no Sundays are for football, and like people when they're like don't have much going on Sunday, that's like a default. They're gonna watch football. You know, I it's and you could do the same. You know, if people understand, like, oh, you know, I I've I think since I've been in like. Seventh or eighth grade, I've basically been like, "Oh, it's Thursday, TNT games are on. I'm gonna watch those," um, <laughs> and that's like carried on throughout my you know, through high school, college. Every night, I was like, "Oh, it's Thursday. I know what I'm doing." Like, but you could translate that to an average person as well, and it be multiple nights because not everyone can watch on Thursdays. But you know, people got Tuesdays, middle of the week. You know, there's. There is a precedent there, and I, I, I think too. Just part of it is like the timing of the season, and it was stretch we're on. Like, if they ever did move to shorting the season or doing something like around 
that. Like, I just feel like people are, there's just so much kind of between college football, NFL, everything from like NHL, quote unquote NHL, but like, you know, you have the whole fall slate of stuff. There's a ton. Once you hit like December, especially going into January, like, I feel like those numbers are going to be a lot different. I hope so. I, I do think that it is a it is a good idea to try to have a more recognizable and marketable schedule. Today, it just seems to be kind of free reign. There are designated days that you know are NBA heavy. Um, Thursday, Christmas Day, things like that. But NFL, to their credit... You you fucking know when the, when NFL games are going on. It, it's it is easy to distinguish. It's it's not a difficult thing to remember. So hopefully the NBA can can kind of figure all that out. But yeah, and they've got enough smart people there to like. I know it's it's gonna, but it just should be something where I hope to you know a they're not opposed to trying stuff, and then b. Uh, yeah, we said there should be. They should give themselves the flexibility, though, with injuries and with this stuff. Like for your national games, like let's make those premier games. Like, and you can't predict everything, you know, beforehand. But like, for example, how Luca's been playing. Like, we need to get more Mavs games on national game, like TV game. Like, give the Mavs all of the Pel. I know the Pelicans and. Mavs are playing a national game on TNT this week, but it's like, all right, until Zion comes back, give those to the Mavs. Like, let them use those and, like, build up. Luka is a legitimate, you know, 20-year-old star. Like, he's he's another one. Like, promote the hell out of him. Uh, I don't think you should be bashful about that in any which way. Like, the stars you have, um, you should promote them. Like... Kemba said earlier this year, it was like the first first time Mark Jackson's done one of my games was like the ESPN game they did, the Celtics game. It was like, yeah, first time I've had Mark Jackson do one of my games. And he's legitimately excited and serious yeah. about it. You know? And I know the Charlotte teams aren't good, but like, you know, in some situations, you could not tell they me you couldn't playoffs. fill in with a... You know, they've made the playoffs a few times with Kemba. It's not like they... Yeah. But I'm saying, like, a given night, like, I know they're not crew, but is they're playing a different, a decent team? Like, fuck yeah. I would have taken a Kemba-Charlotte game. Grant, we were conditioned to just watch that as the first league pass game. I was going to say, they're, <laughs> I was going to say, 6 p.m., yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. That Too was much su- Charlotte basketball. Not anymore. Uh, let's talk about Kyrie. Unfortunately, Kyrie has not been playing, which... You know, it's too bad. Uh, yeah. Something going on with the shoulder. He's been out seven games. But he's probably uh, missed two more. He's missed missed the return to Boston. I'm sure Boston fans are really bent out of shape about that. But They were really, yeah. Posted after the game on Instagram in a story. I have it up here. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but just to kind of give you a taste. It happens all the time. And tonight just shows how sports entertainment will always be ignorant and obtrusive. It's one big show that means very, very little in the real world that most people live in because there are actual things that matter going on with it. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, 
one big gimmick with some smoke and mirrors. I'll always be the one that takes a stand and speaks in the truth every time, though. A purposeful and spiritually led life will always be the bigger and more meaningful than any sports arena or entertainment space. I get it. More things like that. Look it up if you want to read the whole thing. But, um, look, always going to be a Kyrie fan. Love his sneakers. Mm-hmm. Love his game. One of the most fun guys to watch. Um, and, look, our Boston fans ridiculous and take things too far? Yeah, they're Boston fans. That's their thing, uh, regardless of what sport. So the fact that they're treating you like this, um, you know, if you want to post this, great. But if you want to make it sound like you're not have, if you're not gaining so much by being a part of the NBA, which is based around a game, that's where I kind of, I think this is a little silly and ridiculous. Cause like, yeah, if you're going to say these things, let's acknowledge the fact that you're making a massive profit off of this game. Um, but what do you think? Yeah. I mean, um, there's yeah there's gonna be very few things that will make me not still be a Kyrie supporter um but this kind of like stuff that he does man yeah it it just it does kind of come off as I'm I'm smarter than you or or like I know something you don't like you're just it's a tad pretentious yeah there's just always a pretentious tone with some of the stuff that he takes where he and and really what he's doing in a lot of ways is it's like it, it does come with like personal feelings. Like this wasn't like they were playing the magic or something and he it was you know, he's playing his foreign team that he did not leave on the best of terms with, but to like take that and that's been a thing in sports for you know, since we, yeah, there's countless examples of that happening. You know, he was on the court when LeBron returned to Cleveland. Um you know, some of the time, you know, they're throwing batteries at LeBron. LeBron didn't come out and make these like statements. Um, and you know, probably, you know, there's true. Nothing Kyrie said was wrong. Like he factually was not incorrect. Yeah. Um, ridiculous with how they feel and act at sporting events. Right. And I, yeah, that's a whole, you know, and, and it's not the merit of him, but it, it is tough to take what he says and like, add validity to it when he says a lot of this stuff and it's he's either oftentimes comes off as like misinformed or um you know doesn't have all the facts and kind of speaks in this 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 place of like that he has all the knowledge and and carries himself in that way um and he's done this with you know flat earth stuff you know whatever it's like so people do kind of roll their eyes when he does make these kind of statements. Um, and I can't really blame them for that reaction just because of the, the resume of it. But um, I think it's also, you know, you look, it's a difficult position to be making this kind of statement and you're not even playing. Um, you know, if he had dropped 50 points or something on the Celtics and made these comments, like... Maybe it's hand, it's handled a little differently, but um, I just so often with a lot of this, I do really wonder what he gained from it. Um, 
Like, was this, like, just, it was wearing on? Like, does he really feel like after he sent that, like, yeah, I, I showed them, I got them. Like, it, I don't know who in this camp, but, like, if I was sitting next to Kyrie, he's like, oh, check out this Instagram. I'm like, dude, just don't. Like, let it go, whatever. Just, like, you don't have to comment on everything and, every, you know, whatever. But I, I think it was just in general, like, those comments are coming from just close feelings on, you know, specifically with Boston. You know, if they were even playing the Cavs, I don't know if he's doing that the next, you know, immediately after the game. It's that fan base uh, in that situation specifically. No, I agree with that. But it, the whole thing was ridiculous. Uh, Lakers, Nuggets, great matchup last night. Lakers end up winning despite having the flu or a majority of the team dealing with the flu. A lot of flu. Uh, uh. I don't remember. I don't think we had a chance to discuss the Dion Waiters edible on the plane. But just a lot of weird random shit happening to teams traveling nowadays but uh lakers better yeah clearly yeah i mean i just like from that team like they are um they have been extremely impressive like i think frank vogel should get a ton of credit for the early parts of how he's been able to get this team to engage defensively um and, like, even you look at last year, like, somebody, like, I don't know, but just looking at that Nuggets game, like, I felt like it kind of was, like, one of those things where, given those circumstances a year ago, I feel like it would have just been a perfect reason for the Lakers to have lost by, like, 25, you know? Um, and LeBron has been amazing this year so far. Um, and just in general, like, they have... For a team of a bunch of random pieces that like they melded together, like how they've played from this first you know quarter of the season, like they look like they've been playing together for a season and a half, you know, two years almost. Um, and there, that's only that that chemistry, everything is only going to improve. But um, I think a lot of that speaks to two things, and not I mean, one, it's Anthony Davis is an immense talent. And being put around comparable NBA talent and like coaching, like look what happens when that talent's allowed to flourish. Um, second, because I don't want to make it like, well, you know, LeBron's grace everything, but LeBron has, <laughs> but <laughs> in like the Anthony Davis thing is its own. Like I am, I don't want to take anything away from him specifically because I think he has had an excellent season. And I think it's just like he's been finally given put in a situation where like his he can fully show his potential. Um, but on the flip, like more of that side of like this team as a whole and how they've cohesively adapted to with each other so well through this early part where you would think and and especially on LeBron team specifically, that has never been the case. So like for this to be going so well. I can't only put it on LeBron, but I can't think of many other players. And, and is partly why people would give him such frustration is because of LeBron's game, like you would think he is the perfect prototype player to like just give him a bunch of random ass NBA parts and like he'll make it work on the court because he's the, like the smartest basketball player, one of the smartest basketball players ever. <laughs> yeah. 
I uh, wasn't expecting the LeBron tangent there, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he got away with a serious, seriously hilarious travel tonight. But hey. um, you know, he reinvents himself Wash every games. year, leading the league in assists. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything to add. Dude's fucking good at basketball, and Anthony Davis and him are going to be a fun pair. And I, Dwight Howard so, has been very like still doing well. Now he's got purple highlight. <laughs> Frosted purple tips. Yeah, dude. Still still looking pretty good. I am... I do think if I had to pick a team that I thought was going to win the finals right now, based on what I've seen this season, I'd pick the Clippers. I think they have just been... I don't understand how teams are going to be able to outscore them when they really put the clamps down defensively in the playoffs. Because Lou Williams and Trez off the bench is just so much better than any other bench in the NBA. And then you have two of the best wings of the NBA that are honestly, it doesn't seem like they're really trying all that hard right now. The so Clippers, I, the specifically like Paul George and Kawhi, they haven't, Uh-oh. they haven't had that many games. Paul George has had one was, practice with them. Yeah. That's the thing is that I, I do think you're going to like see a shoot in the playoffs. They're just going to be, another level and they they are most teams are getting their ass beat by the clippers on a night tonight basis anyway but you um, you know i had a realization last night this is sort of tied to Kawhi, but it was is a jimmy butler thought just another like in the long line of like the case study of jimmy butler um so i do you think jimmy butler is like psyched himself into believing that he is Kawhi leonard and he has been like and the Heat are the are the Raptors of last year. Like he's the missing piece for this Heat core. I mean, the Heat. We were super high on them coming into the season. We've talked about it here. They're a good team. They yeah. They Jimmy fits. He is a Miami Heat player. The fact that he sure went there just makes so much sense. But and they're really good. Bam has taken another step. He can actually handle the ball a little bit, becoming more facilitator besides yeah. giving you a double-double every night. None has been a, an incredible surprise for them. You have a pretty good bench. They're a deep team, but they lack the star power, I think, to be able to make a deep run in the East. No, but he's – but I, like, am just I'm realizing I, it more. It's it's it's, it's been working, but, like, even last time it's like he, – he is he, – I think he has psyched himself to believe that he is filling the Kawhi Leonard role that Kawhi had for that Raptors team last year. Well, good for you, Jimmy. You can think that all you want, man. But I, he hasn't said. But I'm just like the more and more I'm like, I think this guy thinks he is the, a Kawhi Leonard ass impact on this team. Like that he's going to like carry them he was great in the in the overtime last night and stuff i mean i i do not want to actually act like i am criticizing the on-court performance but like in that game and even that's how he was carrying himself when he's doing it was like that's what he, he saw Kawhi win the finals like that and was like i can do that where's the team the heat the heat are my raptors let's go Hey, you might be right, man. He's uh, 
it's just a question of when he gets upset with his teammates because everything's honky dory right now. As soon as mm-hmm. someone's gonna piss him off, and I can't wait for that trade request because I I'm confident it's coming. Um, let's talk about Luca though uh, briefly. Yeah. You brought him up earlier. Yeah. He. So, I still don't feel like he is ahead of Giannis in the MVP no. discussion. Giannis has, I mean, the Bucks. I think, have won 13 in a row. Yeah. yeah. Most of many of those games without Middleton, although he's back. Giannis has been incredible. They took care of business against the Pistons tonight. Uh, but... The fact that Luca is putting up thirty ten and nine, he's he's not going to be able to legally be able to drink when he makes the All Star team this year. And he's twenty. Yeah. Is it, there cannot be a a comp for that? LeBron. LeBron's the logical one, but LeBron has never even put up numbers like that ever. Period. Yeah, but I mean, LeBron is the comp as far as age. <laughs> Team, you know, and just like it performance wise, but he's probably a, a he's might be just at this stage, like a step ahead of LeBron on the progression scale of just like how much it's ramped up in a you know year's time, like where we were at a year ago to now. Um, now I do think some like I will say with him, uh. You know, one part, like, you look at his numbers tonight, like, he, in some of his big, like, has shot the ball really, really well early. And I think some of those numbers are going to come down. Like, looking tonight, I mean, he had 22 against the uh, Timberwolves. He was 8 eight for 22 from the field, 1 from 8 from 3. Like, he he is towing a line of, like, volume versus, like, efficiency. efficiency. Um, yeah, he he is, has yet to really get. He has not been a consistent player from a shooting standpoint, right? In the league, he has these games though. Like one that comes to mind is he, they had a game against the Warriors yeah. two weeks ago, well, where he had twenty two yeah. points in the first quarter, yeah. and I think he was seven of eight shooting. He's capable of putting those strings together, and uh, part of it's just. Part of it's just his shot selection. He doesn't really do too much in the post. He's still relying a ton on his step back, uh, getting to the line a lot. Mm-hmm. That's, I think that's going to change over time, especially if he can put on a little bit more muscle and fin- take his game a little bit more when he needs to and in, uh, in the lane and um, not rely quite as much on his, on his outside shot. But regardless, he's second best player in the league right now yeah uh, and i mean just, well maybe <laughs> i think I he's know. he's i see a regression coming from him where he's going to come back down to earth slightly i think he's going to be an all-star this year without a doubt and like throughout the year but like i don't think he's going to be putting up all these insane stats you know where he's a legitimate mvp candidate you know, if we get to we get to end of January and we still are saying like, yeah, Luca's got a real shot at the MVP. Okay, I'll admit I was wrong, but I mean, I think it's 
you know, James Harden is doing his traditional slow James Harden start to the season two where he looks like he's playing in in quicksand at points. Uh, well, he's almost averaging 40 a game. Yeah, I mean, he had 50 and he last night against the Spurs and he shot under 30%, though. I mean, like, he's not been shooting well. Oh, no, he's averaging, you know, he's shooting... 34% from three and 43% from the field, but he's averaging 39 and a half points a yeah, game. Yeah, but that's going to change. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean, his shooting numbers are going to change. Like, he's going to start shooting better. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking crazy. I just don't understand. He had 60 he's... points in three quarters. Yeah, that was some clay shit. Yeah. But, I... <laughs> but no, I mean... James Harden's ahead of Luka, and I like LeBron. I th- it's Giannis, LeBron, Harden would be the the three for sure, like in my opinion. Uh, so did you know that it's early in the season, but the if the season ended right now, the three best PR numbers that have been put up in the history of the NBA, top three would be this year. Giannis one, Doncic two, Harden three. Yeah. <laughs> so MVP is going to be fun. I mean, I, I Giannis. Dude, I mean, Giannis is once again improved. Like he's his numbers are better than they were this time last year. Or I mean, yeah, Giannis is going to win it. It would be nice to have had money on said bet, but he's. Yeah. It's still. I don't know. Anything could happen. I still think that there's a fun narrative around Harden and Doncic with that too. But yeah, no, I mean Doncic to do this like that's fun. Like it's good for the league um, in every which way. And been basically a Doncic guy since Emilio and that Trey Young trade happened. I was like, oh, I know which side I'm going to pick on that. And I've been wrong about Trey Young, but I mean Trey Young's been good too, but. It's wild, like the just yeah, what the what Dodgers has done. I don't think anyone's Trey Young is averaging twenty eight and eight. Yeah, he's He's just not Dodgers. He's shooting. He's shooting thirty eight percent from three, and he shoots his you know shot selection is is not easy. But I think the big difference there is that he's he's not providing the rebounding on. And definitely not quite as he doesn't give you as much versatility defensively either. He's a huge negative there, so that, that's tough. But uh, let's uh, Pige, let's move on to this week in the internet. So Walter, I know you've been away. You've been out of the country. Are you aware of what Baby Yoda is? I'm aware. I have Disney Plus. I haven't watched The Mandalorian yet. Mm. It's on my to do. Well, when when we record a pod and next week, I'm hoping to to give some thoughts. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this much. It's not actually Yoda, just a baby that's the same species as Yoda. But I will tell you, you've seen the pictures. It's adorable as shit. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I don't care how commercial or like just it's literally the disney just like feeding feeding us you know giving you know the just feeding the pigs putting food in the trough for the pigs that was the analogy i was trying to get off just can't get over how cute 
fucking Baby Yoda is. Oh, uh, it's just it's just straight up fan service, and it is yeah. getting. And I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I am unashamed. Like I'm good with it. That thing is cute and adorable. I will say this last episode had a little bit. I feel like I mean I know it's not the case, but it felt like they were reading some of Baby Yoda's press clippings, and they kind of were trying to really add some personality and some like character development of Baby Yoda, and he hasn't said a word. Um, so when you get to that one, we can talk about that more. Maybe we do that next week. We can do a Mandalorian debrief on the episode. It's got lots of takes, but overall, great. Very happy with the product so far. Um, but yeah, so Baby Yoda is this week in the internet with Ultra. He's he's caught up. You so far are doing pretty well in these categories, better than I would have thought, but. This was a tough one to stay away from just yeah. because it well, that's, quite quickly. I mean, that's where I would have been really impressed if you had somehow avoided knowing what Baby Yoda was. Mm, maybe next week. Uh, shout outs. Um, you and I were chatting about this because you happened to see this movie too, but Knives mm-hmm. Out. Yeah. Solid flick. I, I would say if you're going to go see it, know nothing. Like, if you want to yeah. go see it, Go in knowing as little to nothing as possible about it. It's all I have. Movies that, at least in my opinion, I had seen a trailer before it came out, before yeah. it had come out at all and gotten any buzz, and I was like, "That's my. That's a bad title. Like that doesn't look like it's gonna be good." And then, uh, nothing but good reviews. Watch the trailer I, again. I'm like, "All right, let's check this shit out." Sure enough, just a really enjoyable, well-made movie go see it the time my trailer thoughts were two and i like they did for this movie i will say like good for them on the marketing end of it because i think a lot of people are like oh yeah there's that knives out movie which i've been like my two thoughts every because i had seen a couple movies you know in between but that trailer every time i came on tv or when i was in the theater it was like my two thoughts every time was like wow there's a shit ton of people in this movie and why is Daniel Craig trying to do a Frank Underwood like impression accent thing? So what did you think of that? So I thought like in in my hesitation of going, I was like that accent is going to bother the crap out of me the entire time. I'm not going to be able to get over it. And about halfway through, I just kind of like it. I stopped thinking about it as much. Like it just kind of it were it did what it did. I don't really want to say you know the the portion of like i mean but i feel like he literally had it just because of like geographically taking place in the u.s like they couldn't have him have like english accent and be like located in the states and be like this detective so he had to be american they're like well let's let him have a weird southern accent um and there's like yeah one payoff joke kind of thing from that towards the end like and i feel like that was the only reason they did it <laughs> yeah i don't it was quite elaborate i thought that he pulled it off pretty well though but i didn't yeah, i didn't think he needed it though i just he's like why can't you just have an american accent why is it got to be like from why is that be this like southern draw kind of thing but um yeah i'd say about halfway through the movie i just like got all over it and like yeah, really fun like movie experience though. Like definitely, 
you're looking for something to do this weekend, highly recommend go see it. And just like I said, I think we've hit the baseline of things about it. No, as little to less about the movie as possible. Remove what we just said out of your mind, if you can. I uh, I agree with that, but you yeah. already mentioned Jay Z. Yeah, shout out Jay Z's birthday. We're just rep- we're just happy for the rapper portion of it, not the capitalist sellout that sided with the NFL. We're not going to acknowledge that side, but hey, I'm happy for his 50th birthday. We got him back on Spotify. Now I'm going to go. Uh, Back to adding more Jay-Z songs to all my playlists. Yeah, you got some work to do, dude. Yes, I do. Um, All right, man. Well, we're going to do this again. It won't be as long away. We're not going to have a bunch. No, you know, we're committed. We said that last time. We promised it this time. Yes, that that was my fault. Listen, guys, we've put out, this is our 119th, 120th episode. 119. We've done a pretty good job in this stretch of, like, keeping not this long a gap in between stuff. Got some stuff come up, but it's we're going to get back. You know, NBA ratings were down probably because we were not doing podcasts. So we we're going to start doing more podcasts. Yeah. NBA ratings are going to start going up. Everyone eats. Everyone's happy. Roll damn tide, except for the actual roll tide, who's missing the college playoffs. Uh, yeah, I can't. I'm not too bent out of shape about that. But if you um, have fantasy football playoffs starting this week, best of luck to you. We don't. We won't really care to hear about them after this. You know, we hope you're happy with how your team does. I hope my team does well. Ultra hopes his team does well. Yeah, shout out to that stuff too. Yeah, we may be mortal enemies if we're we could be potentially playing each other going into uh, next one. So I may have had the second best record in a league that I'm in with Ultra that he's the commissioner in, and somehow I don't have a bye week. (laughs) And another team that had a worse record than me has a bye week. But you know what? I'm just moving on. Gives my guys another chance to play. Get some extra work in. All right. Well, we almost avoided that. Coming I had to bring it up. Out. Wasn't gonna I, make it out. It. Yeah, I can't say I'm surprised, but with that, the Bulls covered though. That's all that matters. Bulls covered. I might be a millionaire by the next pod because of this hot streak. Come on. Ballsy bet because at any given night, Zach Levine could get benched or he could hit 13 threes. What an interesting team. I uh, didn't even mention the one-year anniversary of Fred being fired or how I hate Jim Boylan on this podcast. So, <laughs> win's a win. Well, you can't say that anymore. But Anyway, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, point forward, NBA on Twitter, at gmail.com. Rate, review.